Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. FYI, I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. It is the 22nd August at 8.52 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Disinformation creates doubts, confounds the truth. Thank you for joining me. Everybody doing this fine Tuesday evening, the 22nd of August. Almost hump day. Tomorrow, Wednesday, being hump day. Now, just to get this out again, you know, for uh, people across Canada, people all across Ontario, school begins on September the 5th. Start driving accordingly. Put your cell phones away. Obey the school zone speed limits. And watch out for the children who are returning back to school on September the 5th. Get into that routine now by paying attention on our area roads. Sunday, I did two shows, one in the morning and one in the evening. Last night, I did not do a show Monday night. I will be doing a show tonight, obviously. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then again, two shows on Sunday in the morning and in the evening. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then it gives me time to find information and gives me time to fact check that information. You know, all the credibility, you know, whether the stories are true or not. Because I don't spread misinformation and I don't spread disinformation. Misinformation versus disinformation. Get informed on the difference. And there's some things behind this as well. Talking about misinformation and disinformation. And the show on... Um, was it Saturdays? No, it wasn't Saturdays. It might've been last Thursday's show or something, uh, around that time. Um, one of the key organizers of that so-called freedom convoy, AKA Karen Carnival was, was being interviewed by Jordan Peterson. 
a renowned clinical psychologist here in Ontario, Canada. He's written plenty of books. He does public speaking. And the information, you know, coming from her, disinformation coming from her on a lot of things that were happening on the ground. And then she was back at it again on the Rubin report, which you can look up that interview and that. So here we go. And we'll get into a little bit, you know, about that um, interview that uh, she did. Oh, by the way, you know, she's the only one of the organizers who's doing interviews about the so-called Freedom Convoy that took place back in January of 2022, a.k.a. McCarran Carnival. And we'll get into that uh, a little bit later in the show and about disinformation that creates doubts and confounds the truth. Information has real life consequences. And it can be literally a lifesaver when, it, when it's true. And unfortunately, the opposite is also true. Untrue information can cause great harm. Wrong information can spread, causing what's been called an infodemic. And being an infodemic right across the spectrum, right around the world, about COVID-19, about the vaccines, and so forth. We are experiencing the spread of two forms of wrong information, misinformation and disinformation. Two words and often used interchangeably. And only merely one letter apart. Behind that one letter hides the critical distinction between these confusable words. Intent. So what is misinformation? Misinformation is false information that is spread regardless of intent to mislead. The spread of misinformation happens often in our everyday lives because we humans, we're not perfect and we all do make mistakes. We all forget things. We mishear or misremember details. We tell our friends, coworkers, families, something we heard on TV or saw on social media that wasn't really true. So if you're spreading around information that is wrong, but you don't know that it's wrong, then you are well technically spreading misinformation. And when I say misinformation is an everyday thing, I mean it. 
misinformation doesn't care about intent. And today's misinformation spreads very easily thanks to technology. See, back in the day growing up as a child, you know, we met in person, we talked in person. There was no technology, there was no social media, there was no texting. We talked in person, we talked on the telephone. Not a smartphone, a telephone. If you don't know what a telephone is, you can Google search a telephone. Now, like the big tech companies like Facebook and Google should be responsible for stopping the spread of misinformation. Or even if they can came without violating the First Amendment freedom of speech rights of their users, well, we can get into freedom of speech. But we can do that at a later time. Now, where does it come from? Well, they say it comes from the late 1500s and combines information with the prefix miss, meaning wrong or mistaken, mistake, spelling, misunderstanding, are some examples of other common words. Misinformation is related to the verb misinform which means to give wrong or misleading information and like information also makes no mention of why this wrong information is being spread around only that only that it is disinformation means false information. Decimated by a government or intelligence agency in a hostile act of tactical political subversions. It means deliberate. It means misleading or biased information. Manipulative narratives of facts and propaganda. So, disinformation is misinformation that is knowingly, intentionally spread. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, it is very powerful, it's destructive, it's decisive, and it's a common tool of espionage propaganda, which is information spread to make someone or something look bad. <clears throat> now, although as dangerous as disinformation can be, 
journalists find themselves in a difficult position when investigating it, while politicians might say something that is obviously not true, journalists generally don't outright accuse them of being a liar or spreading disinformation just because journalists cannot use 100% certain on the intent behind the misinformation. And they and all writers can be sued for libel if they wrongfully call somebody a liar. Now, when, when, um, disengaging between misinformation and disinformation, keep one very important word in mind, intent. I mean, how do you plan on using misinformation and disinformation? Or did you even know that it was misinformation or disinformation? So even when it comes to reporting something, even for, for journalists, accuracy matters. Use the word disinformation when you know for a fact that false or erroneous information is being spread on purpose to hurt or damage, especially a government organization, a public. And if you don't know for certain why someone is spreading bad information, it's best to use misinformation. Conspiracy theories, propaganda, deep fakes, fake news, hoaxes, frauds, photoshops, scams in the digital age. Misinformation, disinformation are rampant. So to help you start out fact from fiction, consult some of the many trustworthy guides and resources to build up your media literacy. That can help you a lot. A lot of, um, you know, a lot of online false information is out there. Now, of course, misinformation is everywhere online and and anyone can be vulnerable to it. Right? You may have at one point or shared an article that you believe to be true at the time, but you later discovered actually contained falsehoods or outdated information. Now, misinformation and disinformation can deceive audiences. And the distinction is that the disinformation is intentional, malicious, deceptive. 
and both forms are often involved widespread uh, in, 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 uh, or just involved in, in widespread, whether or not the person sharing is, is aware of the accuracy. Because you might just read something that just popped up on social media. Thought it was interesting and you shared it. And we do that all the time, routinely. We just share information that we see online. And the misinformation has become so prevalent online that some organizations have launched initiatives to tackle it, such as the Google News Initiative, Media Wise Teen Fact Checking Network. Now, covering, you know, and, and, you know, like myself, I mean, to look up articles and read the articles or maybe watching something on social media, you know, on YouTube. And is it true? Is it not? Who, what, where, when, and why? You know, fact check who is who who's the source you know who's the writer what is it writing about when did they write about it where this story took place and why are they writing this story and fact check everything only takes a few moments to go through an article or, or do what you want to do to fact check stuff. So of just pointing and clicking and sharing. So, of course, then I came across a, a, another video and recent, very recent video, because it's just done in the summertime here. And, and uh, one of the uh, organizers uh, of the so-called Freedom Convoy, a, a.k.a. Um, Karen Carnival, was on the Rubin Report. Again, talking about the Freedom Convoy that took place in Ottawa in 2022. And she was talking about, you know, uh, prominent um, news media outlets. And, and one very prominent one is the CBC. It's Canada-wide. And in, in the prominent news, you know, she claims that they weren't telling the whole story about what was going on down at ground zero of the so-called so-called Freedom Convoy. For one, they didn't allow CBC or the National or the local news station in Ottawa or any prominent news resource in 
when when they were you know ha, ha, having a, a, a news meeting and who would be recording this news meeting who would be allowed to be in these news meetings well rebel news is a canadian canadian news organizations never really heard about it because they're to me or to anybody else you know they're they're probably not prominent we're going to get to that and of course true north these are both far right news media outlets and i fact checked them i fact checked who they are Rebel News, Media Bias Fact Check. Bias in the Credibility. Mixed, Questionable Source. Now, a questionable source exhibits one or more of the following. Extreme bias, consistent promotion of propaganda, conspiracy, Poor or no sort or, or sourcing of too credible information, a complete lack of transparency, and or is fake news. Fake news is the deliberate attempt to publish hoaxes and disinformation for profit or to influence people. Overall, they rate the rebel news right uh, right biased and questionable based on the promotion of propaganda, conspiracy theories, poor sourcing, and several failed fact checks and this is one of the you know this is the only two that i can see that were allowed to be in their conferences when they're going to make a news statement and of course then they they would share it to the outside world now when it came to Look, I mean, you know, when when the little emergency act was invoked, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. I hope you're having a great Tuesday, or maybe I don't know what time it is where you are right now, but it is um, 9.14 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Ontario, Canada. Now, I was doing this episode on disinformation and of course, misinformation is as well that creates doubts and, and confounds the truth. And, and what's credible, what are the, you know, what, what is the credible sources? You know, where is it coming from? You know, who, what, when, where, and why? And, you know, because I think I'm not sure what day it was. It was either last Thursday. I did an episode um, about one of the organizers of the so-called Freedom Convoy. She was being interviewed by Jordan Jordan Peterson, who is a prominent clinical psychologist here in Ontario, Canada. And he's on Dayfire, and he's written lots of books and and all kinds of stuff. And then. Um, recently this individual did another interview 
down in Miami, Florida on the Rubin report. Again, you know, discussing her discourse, you know, about the, 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 uh, the media, the government and, and, and so on. And first and foremost, um, you know, she has a court case coming up in September. So these videos are recent. So she's going to be in court in Ottawa, Ontario, some point in time in September, in this coming September, her and a couple of her uh, co-organizers uh, of this so-called Freedom Convoy, a.k.a. Karen Carnival. Now, her, uh, Tamara Litch, she is being charged with mischief, counseling mischief, obstructing police, counseling to uh, counseling, counseling intimidation, intimidation by blocking and or obstructing one or more roadways, and, and, and the list goes on. And this is several charges that are amongst these, these uh, organizers of the so-called Freedom Convoy that took place last January 2022. And so she's on there, you know, um, crediting, you know, the most prominent trusted news media sources you know, claiming that they weren't telling the whole story, what was going on in Ottawa and that freedom convoy. They, the, the, the media was there at ground zero, only to be harassed, intimidated, and ridiculed by protesters. To say that they weren't there telling the whole story I mean, you could watch it around the world. There was plenty of, of, of credible news agencies around the world covering this so-called freedom convoy. But the two sources that she goes back to that, that she feels, oh, these are, this is the real story from, from these news agencies. And, and one of them um, is um, Rebel News. That's here in Canada in True North. I'll just think of the title, Rebel. Rebel News. So I do a fact check, and this is so important, right? This is so important to fact check something. So because you don't, you want to be careful not to spread disinformation or misinformation, right? Media bias fact check. Rebel news, bias in the credibility, right? Questionable reasoning, conspiracy theories, um, city of science, propaganda, poor sourcing, failed fact check, bias rating right, factual reporting mixed. They're here in Canada. Now, Rebel News Rudy publishes news that's loaded with emotional wording that favors the right. And, and such as this, 
Well, here's an example why Trudeau's liberals are pretending this gun control study doesn't exist. Right? So, and, and cops and, and, and cops bundle up angry left student in tape meltdown. Both of these stories are linked to strongly right-leaning sources such as campus reform. And in general, most stories favor the right and, and, and uh, denigrate the left. And further, according to the right, right, uh, uh, right ring leaning, the national, the rebel, uh, the rebel has been accused of stirring up anti-Muslim hate. Some writers for the rebel have also been profiled by the left leaning Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, when it comes to sourcing, like this is the fact check on, 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 on rebel news, the rebel, the rebel does hyperlink to outside sources, but they often attempt to source within their own domain to increase web traffic. And finally, throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, they repeatedly made false and misleading claims as evidence in the, in the below failed fact checks in general, right? This is a far right media source. That is not always actual. Then goes the same for True North. These are the sources that, oh, yes, they were so wonderful. They were great in getting the information out. Now. Earlier before you came on too, you know, she, she claims that there was something like 300, close to 300. But let me say this. So when, when the federal emergency back, uh, the emergency act was invoked by the, the federal government that gave special powers to the government and banks, um, could freeze bank accounts. Now, she said anywhere from 280 to 300, the numbers aren't accurate. Say around roughly 200. It's hard to distinguish because some were, were uh, shared bank accounts, you know. So obviously her bank account got froze because she, she set up the GoFundMe. And the first million dollars went into her bank account from GoFundMe. So when so when they when the banks froze, froze bank accounts, her bank account, all the organizers of this so-called Freedom Convoy bank accounts, um, any trucking corporations that uh, uh, supported and, and allowed their their, their truckers to be involved in this, the so-called freedom convoy. You know, if anybody donated like $5 or $10, I mean, the likelihood of your bank account being frozen, frozen was very unlikely. 
right? So she's making it sound like the government went after everybody and froze everybody's bank accounts and you couldn't go buy groceries, you couldn't pay your bills, you couldn't do this. I mean, that is not the case. Now, uh, you know, for, from the last videos that, that I that I watched of her doing these two interviews, you know, it seems to me she doesn't get it. She hasn't, as far as I'm concerned, she hasn't learned her lesson. To this very day, she still thinks what they did wasn't wrong. It may start it out the way a protest starts out. And there's not the first time that they, uh, uh, truckers had gone to Ottawa in 2019. 2018, 2019, truckers went to Ottawa uh, from Alberta because Alberta is, is a huge source of, of, of natural uh natural gas and oil, big oil province and, and stuff like that. And so they went to protest the government. I think there was something like a hundred trucks that went to Ottawa at that time. They had their protest. They stayed the weekend and they left. Now this time this protest was over mandates and, and like, COVID-19 mandates and restrictions and, and most particularly on the federal government when they mandated that truckers and, and other um, workers that frequently cross the border, um, essential workers, um, were, to be, were to be vaccinated. Now, she fails to mention that at that time, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, mandated that anybody entering the United States via land borders, non-essential or essential, have to show proof of vaccination. So the claims out there from, from truckers and, 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 and Tamara Litch repeating it, you know, truckers and the ones that, you know, who are upset because they, they, first of all, they chose not to get vaccinated. They made that decision, right? 90% of the trucking industry was vaccinated. And how do we know this? Trucking companies. Because trucking companies are not are, are they're not going to risk sending their drivers into the United States and then only have come back to Canada and then self isolate for fourteen days. So if we have something like a hundred, so we got three hundred twenty-four thousand truckers in Canada. Hundred twenty-four thousand of them. Hundred twenty-four thousand of them cross the. the, the Cross the border between Canada and the United States, ninety percent are vaccinated. So you got that ten percent. So you got that. So let's say twelve thousand truckers. 
and not all of those those unvaccinated uh, truckers, you know, were saying they couldn't work. But they were saying that, the, oh, we can't work anymore. The government took away our jobs. We can't pay our bills. We can't pay our rent. We can't pay our mortgage. We can't feed our families. I've been a trucker. I've been a trucker for 30 plus, for 30 plus years. And I know that to, and I know that to be false, right? And regardless if the, the federal government of Canada invocated vaccines for, for federally regulated companies, such, such as transportation, even if he had not, Joe Biden did. So therefore, these truckers, they wouldn't be able to cross into the United States or any essential worker wouldn't be able to cross into the United States, never mind coming back. So what then? The claim that they're unable to work and pay their bills or their rent and feed their families and stuff like that is false. We have a shortage of drivers, not a shortage of work. And if you can't cross the border for whatever reason, it's called domestic work. So what do you have? So we have 324,000 truckers in Canada, 124,000 crosses the border. Well, the remaining drivers are home daily every single day or they're driving across Canada. To say you can't work as a trucker, you have a commercial driver's license. Excuse not to work, and there's no excuse not to have a job. If you have, if you, if you have, you know, a commercial driver's license, you got a job for life. You're never going to be un- unemployed if you're not happy with the company you're working for work for another trucking company. We don't want to cross the border anymore. You can stay home every single day and work for another trucking company. Like I do. And I'm home every single day. Yes, I've have done long haul trucking 16 years of it out of, out of my over 30 years, half of half of occupation have done long haul trucking. So she keeps bringing this up in her interviews and it just irks me. It really irks me to, to have to, you know, to, to have, to have that false claim, that misinformation or disinformation. And, 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 and then not using credible uh, news agencies. You know, they, they said, right, right, you know, you know, we're not being interviewed by CBC or the national or anybody, any of these credible news agencies, you know, they're going to use rebel news and in, in true North.
you know, and then one of her one of her interviews too, and uh, her first interview that she, that she was doing uh, with with uh, uh, Jordan Peterson, who's like I said, he was a clinical a clinical psychologist, a very prominent one here in Ontario. No, it's, I mean, it really surprised me. I mean, he even interviewed her. I mean, he would interview anybody, I'm pretty sure, you know, to, to bring up his own ratings. You know, that's what people do, you know, try to do anyways. You know, I've never really interviewed anybody. I'd like to sometime. I think that'd be pretty interesting. You know, so she brings up one of uh, in her first in her first interview what she was doing with with uh, uh, with Jordan Peterson. Now I don't know if you've been on my show and I mentioned that to you, but uh, I'll get you that. I can. It's on YouTube, and I'll tell you the name of the title of that in, in just a few moments here. But one of the doctors that that you know she. Um, she listened to um was um dr brian uh bertle um here in ontario another one was dr malone he was he's a a, a, a scientist and he was one of, of the scientists um, that was that worked on the mrna vaccine that, that vaccine just didn't magically appear it, it was being worked on for years by the way but he felt he was being discredited for his work involved in the mrna vaccines and then himself starts spreading disinformation about the vaccine And then he gets vaccinated. I don't know if Sarah Lynch even knows that or anybody else even knows that. You can Google search that if you like. The Moderna vaccine, two doses, a matter of fact. And another one was um, another doctor, couple of doctors that here i think they were out west they were they were fired for for you know spreading disinformation about the vaccine and and this this brian this this brian uh bertles uh or uh yeah bertles vaccine misinformation you know so this is one of the, like one of the doctors that that she that she got her information from and, and Dr. Malone and, and uh, somebody else here. Uh, it was Dr. Christian, somebody I can't even read my own crying out loud. But anyway, now who he is, I don't know if he still is or not. You know, uh, apparently this article says he's an associate professor at the Ontario Veterinary College of the Universities of Guelph. She did mention Guelph, Ontario. 
Um, he is not a medical doctor, nor is he a veterinarian. He's a bench scientist. And according to the court filings, Dr. Bridal has never treated infectious disease. He has never performed a human childhood vaccination, nor has he never treated a human adverse reaction to a vaccine. And he is in this interview doing this, this interview about the adverse reactions to a vaccine, which he has never treated anybody or any being to the adverse reaction of a vaccine. He, he is most well known for his claims about the, the distribution of tox, toxicity uh, of the spike protein. He's also made similar claims on Fox News. He's been a special guest in speaking at an event organized by this far-right German politician, Christine Anderson, whose views were called vile by conservative leader uh, Pierre Polyev, which is the leader of the Conservative Party here in Canada, and his support and appearance at the Freedom Convoy, a.k.a. Karen Carnival. Now, of course, his claims, they were quickly rebooted by his peers, fellow scientists, He was discredited in a, in, a, in a court case. You know, this is, you know, and, and she mentions this in her first interview. You know, this is one of the doctors here and stuff like that. So, I, of course, I had, to do, I had to do my fact checking, right? Who are these people? Who are these doctors that she's talking about? And get the information. This is why... You know, spreading disinformation and misinformation, you know, creates doubts and, and, and confounds the truth. And this is why it's so important, you know, because look at, you know, I mean, look at social media today. I mean, you go, you go on Facebook, you go on YouTube, you go on, I don't know, all the social media outlets out there, people looking at articles and, and, and without even, well, maybe they read a little bit about it and they think it's really interesting or cool or something like that, and then they share it. Not even knowing, and, and maybe not even willfully spreading disinformation or misinformation. And then whatever they share turns out to be misinformation. Whether it's intent or not, they can be harmful. You know, so, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I take, I try to take as much time as I possibly can. And even when I, you know, when I go to, you know, CBC News or the National or my local news station, I'm reading a story and stuff like that. And, you know, 
why not question it? Why, why not research it a little bit further? Even on social media platforms, I mean, I peruse YouTube, right? And I, and I, and I, I like watching um, music video reactions. So people, you know, bringing up a, a music video and they're reacting to that, you know, that's that sort of stuff. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, look for anything in particular, right? And, you know, and, and, and just by chance and, and, and by accident, you know, these, and, and like I said, these, these, uh, these two videos that propped up and I'm going to go to tell you. I'm going to tell you what they are so that I can f find out where my cursor is going here. And I, and I can tell you both of them. It'll just take me two seconds here. Uh, what the, uh, the titles of them. The first one she did. Um, the Truckers on the Front Lines of Freedom. This is by B. Peterson. And this next one uh, with her, Tamara Lynch, doing another uh, video was on the Rubin uh, Report. This was just like a month ago. Now, it says, Now It Can Be Told. That's the title. That runs for 30 minutes and 55 seconds. This first interview that she did is one hour and 48 minutes. If you want to sit through that, be my guest. And you can listen to my past couple episodes about that. And of course, talking about this one here, you know, and um, just to mention a couple, like, I, I mean, I, this is the first time that I actually did a, a a fact check on on uh, so-called Dr. Bryan. <clears throat> but anyways, you know, because I wasn't going to mention anything about him without doing any fact checking. And I wasn't going to mention anything about, about um, Rebel News or True North without doing any fact checking on, on these two uh, news agencies that I not a prominent news agency they're not they're not like the national the cbc or or the london news station here or or toronto news stations you know hence the words rebel i mean that can say a million things about that but anyways um that's why you know i said okay well who's rebel news they ever really because she is them she mentions them and stuff like that i'm thinking well who in the hell is rebel news I have to look them up, find out who they are. Who's True North? I had to look up, find out who they are. Do a little bit of fact checking. How credible are they? Well, they're not very credible. Then I'll tell you why. This real quick here, because I think I still have it saved here. And uh, it was a Sunday evening, 
when I did my show. Um, I think it was this one here. Oh, all right. So this was dated June 12, 2023. This is on, on uh, True North. Far website True North is spreading deceptive information about Canadian wildfires. How about disinformation? Okay, so this conspiratorial video linking wildfires to arson deceptively presents news stories from 2021 in 2022, as though if they occurred in 2023. So, a false claim, the far-right website True North claims that the government and climate uh, zealots are hiding the real cause of recent wildfires across Canada, except for two key pieces of evidence. True North is presenting a smoking guns are, are, are from the wrong year. And in this video titled the true, the truth about the Canadian wildfires, true North, this presenter, I'm going to say his name because I don't give a shit. Harrison Faulkner alleges there is a coordinated effort to suppress information about the real causes of the wildfire. And there's far more compelling uh, case to be made about why all these fires are suddenly popping up. He says, and then he proceeds to walk viewers through his news articles, all published by mainstream corporate media outlets to support his theory of an alleged cover-up of the truth of the, of the 2023 Canadian wildfires were intentionally lit by arsonists. In, in Alberta, the RCMP, this is, this is what he comes up with. In Alberta, the RCMP have charged one woman with 32 counts of arson after she inherited several wildfires in late April. Citing a, 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 a global news article that is actually dated June 4th, 2021, not 23. And later that month, another Alberta man was with 10 counts of arson for doing the exact same thing, Faulkner added, pointing to a news article that described events that took place in 2022, again last year, not 2023. Yeah, appalling people believe this drivel. Right? Now, the rating, Harrison Faulkner claims that a global news article describing events that took place in 2021 and a post-media article describing events that took place in 2022 support his theory about the true cause of the 2023 Canadian wildfires are false because of this evidence is from the wrong year. This is so-called true north media outlets. You know, you're right, the lengths that they'll go through to avoid common sense. You know, so, I mean, this is, you know, so when, so during the the so-called Freedom Convoy, when these organizers did a news press, 
the mainstream media was left out. And then they complain that they're not reporting on that is happening at ground zero. When in fact, the mainstream media is there reporting what's happening on, on at ground zero, but they will only allow to have rebel news and true North in their news conference. And even one in, 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 in their news conference, Tamara, one of the organizers of the freedom of the so-called freedom convoy, stated that they are going to stay in Ottawa and not one day more until all mandates and restrictions are lifted. That was that would be the first weekend of this so-called Freedom Convoy, so something like January 28th. So she made it very clear that they're going to stay there for as long as it takes and not one day more until all mandates and restrictions are lifted. Now, like I said, um, she's the only one uh, of, of the organizers that actually has done any interviews. I've never crossed, nothing has come across my laptop from any other organizer. And they're, they're all laying low because they're coming up on charges. Their court cases are coming up. Her court case is coming up in September. And in in her last interview that she did on the Rubin Report, as I'm going through the video, it's only just a little over 30 minutes long. She turns around and says, you know, basically referring to the courts that they're messing with the wrong grandma. I guess we're going to find out. We're going to find out whether these whether these charges are, are going to stick. Charge of mischief, counseling, counseling mischief, obstructing police, counseling intimidation, intimidation by blocking and obstructing one or more roadways. She thinks this is a joke. You know, when she was being questioned back over, because they, they, they had to do an inquiry, you know, after, you know, the, uh, the Federal Emergency Act was invoked by the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. So, you know, they, 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 so after, you know, within 365 days, there has to be a hearing. So, you know, anybody, you know, like the organizers and, and uh, citizens and, and business owners and government officials, 
you know, and, and everybody, you know, would have their say. And when she's being, when she's being questioned, you know, about the, uh, the horn blaring day in and day out until they, until a citizen, it took a, it took a, a, it took a citizen to go to court and get an injunction to stop the air horn blowing of the transport trucks, a citizen. You know, the mayor of Ottawa couldn't go do that. Took a citizen to go do that. And then when all said and done, and when that, and, and when, uh, <clears throat> you know, that injunction came down, the only thing Tamara Lynch had to say about that is that, oh, finally we could hear our speakers. She didn't give a shit about the citizens. You can go on YouTube and you can search the Truckers Freedom Convoy and go through the videos and, and everything. There is a video uh, posted there. It's a drone video and and that you you can hear the, the, the horns of the transport trucks. I know how loud they are. I'm a trucker. But now you've got, you know, over you know, a thousand trucks doing this day in and day out. If that's not harassment, intimidation, and disturbing the peace, I don't know what the hell is. Oh, we weren't doing any of that. They don't think they've done anything wrong. Now I started to say that, you know, you know, when they first started out, yeah, you know, started, a, started a, a, a convoy going to protest that was allowed. No problem. They allowed them into the downtown core around the parliament buildings in, in Ottawa because in 2018 or 2019, they had like a hundred trucks from, from Alberta protesting, you know, the federal government, you know, about the oil in Alberta and everything else like that. And they stayed for the weekend and then they left. So not only did we have, you know, the truckers come, so the trucker convoy, the largest of the convoys coming from Alberta, from Ontario, from Quebec, uh, from the, the, the from the east and and so on convoys you know because Ottawa is is the capital of Canada that's where the federal government is so people have issues they go there to protest and it's been like that forever and decades and you know generally very peaceful people come and say they're they're peace with their protesting and they go home they don't overstep. When you start barricading the roadways with objects such as transport trucks and, and other vehicles, and you know, and you have no intentions uh, of leaving, 
That's illegal. It's illegal to barricade a roadway. You know, it's like you can't drive your car into the middle of the intersection, get out and lock the doors, and then just stand there. How long would, would it take for the police to show up to tell you to remove your car? And if you don't, they'll tow it for you. It's illegal and you can be fined. Now, if they had just stayed there for the, for, for, for the weekend on the Monday morning, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Stay there for three weeks. Because, you know, last January 2022, businesses were open. People could go to work. Whether essential or not. The big, the big mall downtown Ottawa opened up and people, but we still had mandates in place. We had mask mandates in place. And protesters were running through the mall, intimidating and, har and harassing, harassing uh, shoppers and business owners. They even had they even had uh, protesters go to um, a a homeless shelter and demanding food and, 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 and assault the workers and, and assault a homeless person. individual jumping up and down on the of the tomb of the unknown soldier defacing the terry fox statue it only takes a it only takes a few to spoil it for everybody else and the truckers blaring their horns day and night hot tubs bouncy castles and big tents and stages for entertainment that's a Canadian protest. And I'm not making that up. That's not a protest. You got to bring in the big tents and, and the bouncy castles and the hot tubs. These portable hot tubs. They're going to be there for a while. You're going to have your Canadian toques on and you're going to be sitting in the hot tub drinking beer. Got the fires going and the cans to keep warm because it was an actually very cold January into February of 2022. It was pretty frigid. Right? That's not a protest. Oh, how you doing, ABC Seven? Yeah, you can you can call in and uh, yeah, we, we can talk in it. Sure, I've I've talked to I've talked to him before. Hi, Tucker. How you doing? Hey, good. How you doing? Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to tell you about. Um, I want to say not good. What's not good? 
Um, I um four or five days ago or six, I got depressed. What's that? That means I went into a deep depression. Okay, sorry to hear that. And um, if you don't know why when the, the, the deeper depression, I will tell you. Um, do you want to hear it? Sure. I went in the deep depression because Emily is one of my friends that walk into my life and she was the best and she is um, a kind friend and sweet. Um, and Emily is not here. Um, it's a story like, um, I don't want to get into, but Emily is not here right now, and it's sad, and that's really bothering me because I do like her as a friend, and I, um, you know, I, I miss her. Yeah, that's that's really understandable when you have a friend and and they're a good friend, and they've been gone for some time, and um, you know, I mean, it, it affects people in, in different ways, and like yourself, you know, depressed about it. This is like, um, yeah, some of it was my fault, but this is not all my fault. I know who fault it is, but, um, um, I can't say on here, but, um, no. I do, um, I do miss, um, Emily, um, and I wasn't the one that, um, that, uh, that, um, Emily, um, um, I wasn't the one that took Emily away, but I do miss Emily. And when Emily does come back, I'm going to give her a hug as a friend because I do miss her. Yeah. 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 We don't have to, we don't have to get into details and that. And I hope everything works out well for you. Yeah. You know, like, um, um, this is the first time I have like a decent friend because the original friend, like there is Michael Sock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know how you feel. I mean, uh, you know, one thing though, we're going to have people come and go in our lives and mm -hmm. we're going to have best friends and, you know, and we're going to miss them and, and stuff like that. And it, and it does affect people in different ways when, when people move away or, or they're gone away for a while and then they come back and, you know, I so know. I know I've, got, I've experienced it, experiences friends that come and go. Yeah, I know Tucker Emily will come back, but well, as a friend to me. But when Emily was here at the time, um, I gave her a hug, friend, and my hands were shaking because I I gave her a hug. She gave me a hug as a friend, and I just broke down and cried. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's what. I mean, we're only human beings, right? Yeah. Right. So I mean, don't 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 worry about it too much, and and I'm sure I'm, I'm sure things will work out. Like both of us almost cry. When I cry, um, Emily wants to cry because both of us cry, and it was um um sweet. Um, um, she said, um, there's no need to cry. I'm I'm here with you, and I'm not going to leave you as a friend. Um, you know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of comforting, right? Yeah, I know that everything will be okay when Emily when Emily gave me a hug at the time. I know everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, and absolutely. I'm more, I'm calmer. I'm calmer with Emily, and Emily calms me down. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's nice to have a friend like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, thank you for calling yeah. and um, sharing that little bit and stuff like that. And um, you're going to be okay, and everything's going to be all right. 
Yeah. All right. But you know, Tucker, um, um, yeah, I was depressed six days ago, but I'm still, I still am depressed because, um, I'm not going to get into detail, but I still am depressed because of it. And, um, the only thing been on my mind is Emily and, um, that's never going to go, um, away. Like, um, I don't care what this person say or whatever this person is. But um, Emily will be my um, sweet table that I work as a friend. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. You know, that's like the you thing. can't you can't take feelings away. How can like somebody take a feeling away for that person? Yeah, that no, they can't do that because it's a feeling. Yeah. Right. It's not an object, so they can't. They can take an object away. But they can't take yeah. a feeling away. Yeah, but, um, you know, this person said um, that uh, it's up to me. It's up to me to decide if you can. Um, I hate to say this is not up to this person. It's up to me and Emily about um, talking. Um, if I'm um, talking, I'm um, saying um, we want to be friends. It's up to me, and Emily, not to this person, because me and Emily have to talk it out together. And we have a say in this. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So anyways, I hope, I hope it all works out well for you and, um, things, things, you know, you know, works, it can work itself out. Um, so just hold, just, you know, hold in there, you know, stay strong, you know, and, uh, just see what happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I've been out here for an hour in almost 15 minutes now and um i'm getting ready to close the show and um i have to get up very early in the morning to head out to work but i will be back on here tomorrow night um uh, between 9 and 9 30 and i will post that show up after i do this one and get this show out there so um just you take mean, it easy you mean post it on youtube no, it'll be up on, it'll, it'll be edited and it'll go out to all the social media outlets that, that it goes out to where people, wherever you listen to your podcast. Oh, you mean like Instagram, Facebook? Um, it doesn't go out on, I don't put, I don't post anything on Facebook. I have a private Facebook, right? It's just between family and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's so, it, so it, go out on you know places like iHeartRadio and all those other social medias where people listen to their podcasts okay right yeah. so I mean you, you can go and, and google search the truckers podcast FYI and you'll see all the media sources that it is on and it's on quite a few okay I was I wanted to do that I was thinking of um posting my podcast on iHeart but I don't know how to do it yeah, well, if you're on Podbean and and it and it has, um, well, I can't leave my screen to do it because if I leave the screen, then it just cancels the show. Oh. But um, you you can go on Podbean and and um, it, it'll show you how it's done and stuff like that. So, okay. yeah. So you take care of yourself and. Um, Try not to overthink things too much, and I hope things work out for you.
Okay, I know, right. I know it's going to, I'm going to be happy, um, at, um, yeah, at some point. Yeah, and I want you to be happy, and, and the listeners want you to be happy. Yeah. Okay? Well, all right, so thanks for calling in. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we have feelings, and feelings cannot be taken away from you. So I hope everything works out for uh, for uh, ABC7. And I hope everything works out for you, for you. Have a good week. And hopefully you can come back out on the show at some point in time. I know you can't come out here every single night. Um, you know that I did take uh, a break. Um, it was for personal reasons. And now I'm back doing my shows and back doing more of them. So I'll be out Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. I'll put two shows on Sunday, one in, in the morning and one in the evening. And I'll take Monday as a break. You know, so... That's that's what I want to do. So I hope you can. I know you can't for every single show. I mean, we all have lives to live, right? I work every single day. Weekends come along. We have our things to do because during the week, sometimes we don't we don't get everything done during the week. So we got weekend stuff going on um, here across Canada. It's back to school shopping. You know, school back in September the 5th. It's only a couple of weeks away. I can't hardly even believe that, you know, summer vacation for 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 students and, and of course people's vacations has are coming to an end. I had my two weeks holidays, you know, and there's like a month left of the summer season. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I don't know, maybe enjoy fall. Fall to me. Okay, but I know what's coming after that, and I'm not a winter fan, you know. So fall is like September the 21st, so we're not that far off. Cooler days and cooler days and, and shorter days are coming. So I'm just, you know, I'm already looking forward to next year's vacation. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you for joining me, ladies. Let me just ramble it on here a little bit. Until we meet again, take care. Be safe. Enjoy the rest of your week. And thank you. This is the Good night, everybody.